invite you to fast through that day if you can as well and join us in that. There's a morning session, 7.30 to 8 o'clock, and then an evening longer session, 7.30 p.m. to 9 o'clock in the evening. Uh, there's an afternoon session for, for me as well, healing pastors, but uh, that doesn't concern you. But anyway, t- morning and evening, and during the daytime, you know, if you're, if, you're, if you're fasting, then use the time you would have spent eating lunch, having another time of prayer, you know, just in a quiet place. Um, day of prayer, praying for uh, compassion, praying for fruitfulness, praying for those who are hurting. There's an awful lot of um, distressed people around at this time. Those who are grieving, those who are still ill, those who are dealing with the loss of jobs, and so on and so on. We need to be praying for our nation as we move on into a whole new phase. I mean, Brexit is now happening, really happening. Um, COVID is still happening until we get through another few months, I would say, before we begin to see much of a change in terms of the circumstances and regulations and restrictions. So let's pray for our nation on the National Day of Prayer on Thursday. Thank you. Okay. Now, I have to say that um, thank you to Carmelo for choosing the songs and leading us this morning with another song before we finish today. Um, I don't tip off our worship leaders. This is what I'm doing this week, so I choose the songs accordingly. So if they come up with songs which tie in so closely with something I'm saying, I say, thank you, Holy Spirit. You know, that's a good confirmation. <clears throat> we run our lives by a calendar and dates and times, don't we? Even more so now. Some of us only get to appointments and through a to-do list because it's either written out, like a shopping list when you go to Lidl, or you, it's set up on a smartphone with reminders, you know, beep, 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 oh, that's my reminder to do so-and-so. We come to midnight on the 31st of December. And as the second handle clock flicks past 23 hours, 59 minutes, 59 seconds, 2-0-0-0-0, we would usually mark that moment with a raucous Happy New Year and poppers and all those things. But this year, in much of the UK, there were no restaurants or pubs or parties, no parties beyond our own household, and not even any fireworks on the South Embankment on the TV either. And really, very little will change just because the zero became a one. Is that encouraging to you yet? No, probably not. But no, wait a moment. I want to take away any sense that 2021 is suddenly going to change everything in and of itself. The number is not a reason for hope in itself. We don't hope in the change of a date or the start of a new year. We don't even hope in the vaccination program to end the COVID crisis. We as Christians hope in God. I came across this one. I didn't make this up. I borrowed it. Isn't that good? Our problems are temporary, but our God is eternal. We are owned and overseen by one who is timeless. He does not age He does not grow in knowledge and wisdom as we do. God doesn't need to get any smarter. He's all-knowing, all-wise. He's eternal, all-powerful, and good. And our times are in his hands. Let me make that personal. I am not master of my own destiny. As we sang a little while ago, my life is in his hands. Now, that does not mean I should live recklessly and not do what is for my own good. 
But it does mean that I can live without anxiety or fear, trusting him. Our God is eternal, the one who was and is and is to come. Before, after, in fact, beyond time. And though sometimes he works in a moment, other times he chooses to work over long stretches of time. Uh, This may not encourage anyone, but Moses spent 40 years growing up in Egypt, 40 years as a shepherd in the wilderness, and then the last 40 years of his life leading the people of Israel from Egypt through that same wilderness as the flock of God. Not one of those years in Moses' life was wasted in God's purpose. And as we come to a new year, we may be in a hurry, but God is never in a hurry. Things will change during this year. As the vaccination program works through, infections and hospitalizations decrease, but some things will go back the way they were over time, not suddenly, while other things will never go back as they were before. Some parts of our life and our economy will never bounce back as they were. Some retail shops and jobs have gone. Some restaurants, pubs, hotels, again, with the jobs attached to those, have gone. Our way of life has changed. Our use of technology has increased. UK internet more than doubled, sorry to say, people using the internet, the level of internet use, doubled during 2020. This Christmas, a third of all shopping was done online. I even heard of a family watching the same TV program together in different homes and sharing online as they watched it. Who would have imagined that a few years ago? But apart from our technology, human life really doesn't change. If you study history, particularly the, the time when the New Testament was written, the Greek and Roman empires and the cultures, and compare them to today, you discover that human nature has not changed. We still know how to be just as vile and wicked as we always were. And what goes around comes around. You know that phrase? There is nothing new under the sun, it says in Ecclesiastes 1 verse 9. There is nothing new under the sun. What does change? Well, the things we make, the things that we as human beings make, Technology, transportation, means of exchange and payment, like PayPal and so on, food, drink, clothing, fashion. Those things are the work of our minds and hands. And they don't change because they need changing so much as we get bored. We get bored very, very easily. We want something new to amuse us. But what is called new often isn't new. Hey, the day they bring out really baggy trousers, you know, Drain pipe, like, off your bottom, straight down. Oxford bags, that's the word, with turnips. I tell you what, I wore those in my teens. <laughs> Won't be new. <laughs> the physical or natural world changes around us as we affect it. Our use and abuse of God's creation. Our climate and our resources are endangered by our collective actions. And the simplest explanation of why coronavirus is now a problem for us, is that in parts of the world, wild animals are trapped and either kept as pets or eaten as exotic meat. Viruses in those species have jumped over to our species. There are, of course, many other theories, but I don't buy buy into them. But they all lead back to this. 
Our actions brought this upon us generally as mankind. Now, I'm not sure anybody has said this before. Maybe I came up with it. But most human suffering is caused by other humans, directly or indirectly. So in a year when so much has shifted and changed, we've been thrown back upon things that don't shift and change, as we've been singing. The eternal God is our rock. He does not change. It's a repeated statement in the Old Testament that the Lord does not change. I don't change, he says, and therefore you're not consumed because I don't change my mind about you. Therefore he keeps his word. It can be trusted. He keeps his word of promise, of blessing, and also his predictions and declarations of judgment. Here's a scripture for you. Psalm 18, verse 2. The Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer. It's actually the same word as saviour. My God, my strength, in whom I will trust. My shield, the horn of my salvation. A horn is something that pushes and gets through and fights and so on. My stronghold. God is our rock. And Jesus is our rock. And he does not change. Famous verse. I put it on a kind of New Year's greeting this week on text and email. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, today. And forever. This Jesus meets our needs. Because they are the same needs as humans have always needed. He's our saviour. He's our rock. And God's truth, his word, doesn't change and doesn't need to change. Righteousness and wickedness are not measured by shifting standards of modern society, but by the unchanging law of God. Because the truth about us does not change. We've all sinned, broken his law, fallen short of the glory of God. The truth of the gospel doesn't need to change because it meets us where we are. It offers us forgiveness and acceptance and grace to grow and change through Jesus, through trusting in him alone. So, at the beginning of this year, we make a choice where we stand, how we build and how we live. On Jesus our rock. And that's the, the headline for this morning, which doesn't even appear in this. No, no mind. Jesus is, we're doing a series of Jesus is. Jesus is our rock. We build our lives upon him and upon his words. The scripture that, from Luke that Carmelo read earlier. Jesus said, he who hears these words of mine and does them is like someone who builds his house, his life, upon a solid rock. We choose how we stand and survive and endure through times of shift and change. We belong to the ancient of days and we follow his ways. I saw an article in a newspaper online this week uh, you know, praising liberal Christians, Christians who dumb down the truth because it makes them more modern and more acceptable. Hey, do you know what? I'm not interested in whether what we say is acceptable or not acceptable. I, I, I'm not going to say the things that people want to hear. We need to say the things they don't want to hear too. That's the mix of the gospel. You have a saviour because you're a sinner. If you don't want to be a sinner, you can't have a saviour. Some people seem to want Jesus without his word, yet he says that his words need to live and remain in us, the old Bible word is abide, so that we will endure, we'll keep going 
and we'll be faithful and fruitful to remain in him. He also says that if we love him, we will keep his commandments. So for me, Jesus and his word are indivisible. They are one. We've sung these words, some of them this morning, and often enough in the past. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Christ alone, cornerstone. Christ is enough for me. If we are setting our hope on things just getting back to normal, we may well be disappointed. If we set our hope on the government suddenly being smarter than they've been in the past, we will probably be disappointed. The Lord is working his purpose out through all this. And as his children, we trust him for his providence, his goodness towards us, his provision, protection, so that we endure, we go through. Jesus meets all our needs, and what is not found in and through him is, in the long run, not even worth having. The one who trusts in the Lord will not be dismayed or disappointed. It's a scripture, I'm quoting. He is our rock. So we stand on, and at times we cling to our rock, the Lord Jesus. Whatever happens in this year, our hope and safety is in holding on to our unchanging Lord and his unchanging truth. Here's one scripture as we finish. Isaiah 26, verse 3 and 4. New American Standard has the best version of this scripture. The steadfast of mind you will keep in perfect peace because he trusts in you. Then it gives us a commendation, an instruction. Trust in the Lord forever. For God, in God the Lord, we have an everlasting rock. Trust in him. Put your feet down on the rock. If necessary, get down on your hands and knees and cling on. But whatever changes, whatever shifts, whatever is upset, whatever is overthrown, Jesus remains the same. And God may have more shaking of our world, not just the planet, but, you know, of the societies of men to do yet before the end comes. But we have a stronghold. We have a foothold. We have a place of security, trusting in someone who is our rock. Let me commend him to you again today. Jesus, our unchanging rock and saviour. Amen. If you never put your...